Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Connor. So on our show, we have talked about economics a lot. And I remember in college, I took an economics class. In fact, I was just talking with a friend about this the other day. Uh, I remember this class I took in college and it was like the most boring class I've ever been in. And it was a required class and there's charts and graphs and supply and demand and X, Y axes and all these macroeconomic blah, 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 blah. And I just remember like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how, how quickly can I get through the material? <laughs> my like, brain just like turned off hearing you say those terms. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what I love about what we do with the Tuttle Twins and what you and I have learned over the years is that economics is way more interesting than all that boring stuff. Not to say that that stuff doesn't have a place, but, you know, it doesn't have a place for kids. I'll, I'll at least say that much. But, but economics is really just how humans interact and why they do. We have so many families, Brittany, that are using our, uh, our economic curriculum, our free market rules curriculum. You guys can find that at freemarket.tuttletwins.com, and we'll link to that on the show notes page. And that is a weekly curriculum where you can learn about free market economics, but simplified and through examples and stories and, and things that just like the name of our podcast, Brittany, it, it helps us uh, learn the way the world works. Economics is like the language of human behavior and, and human interaction. And so there's no one better to talk about when we're talking about this stuff than Ludwig von Mises. So wanted to take an opportunity here. We talked about F.A. Hayek in the past, another economist. Uh, he wrote, among other books, Hayek did, I'm, I'm saying. Economics, I don't know, that was... Uh, that was Hazlitt, close. Was <laughs> Hayek was The Road to Serfdom. And so we did the book, uh, The Tuttle Twins uh, and The Road to Serfdom. Uh, based on Hayek's book. Well, uh, the 11th book in our children's series, The Tuttle Twins and the Messed Up Market, is based off of Ludwig von Mises' book. Uh, his, his magnum opus, I guess you can call it, uh, called Human Action. And this is a dense book. This is a, <laughs> the a book. Den- Honestly, one of the densest, if not the densest. <laughs> What's amazing is it's so powerful. Like if you just kind of sit there and read a page and think about it, you know, for the adults in the room, there some of the words are big and, and whatnot, but but there's so much meaning there and so much uh, analysis and observation. Anyways, it's really interesting. But Ludwig von Mises, we'll talk about him in a second. I remember a couple of years ago, someone saying, you know, because everyone's always saying, "What's the next book going to be about, Connor?" and and everyone kind of knows the shtick with the children's books, right? They're based on original, important books. Well, of course. Anyone who's kind of like a free market economist, they all know and revere this man, Ludwig von Mises. And so over the years, I've had people be like, oh, you think you'll ever tackle Mises? You know, and they kind of like wink, wink, you know, like <laughs> elbow me in the ribs. Like, you think you can pull that off? And, and so I've had in mind to do human action. But wow, trying to boil down the essence of this really powerful, thick economic book into a bite-sized children's story. I'll say it was, it was tough, but I think we pulled it off. It was a lot of fun. Okay, so economics is something that we talk about. It's important not to know charts and graphs, but to know why people interact. I mean, Frederick Bastiat, right? The first book in our series, uh, he was an economist. We mentioned uh, Hayek, uh, Henry Hazlitt, who did Economics in One Listen, which is our food truck fiasco book. So today I want to spend a little bit more time talking about Ludwig von 
Mises. And so in economics, there's different, we'll call them perspectives, right? There's like the Chicago school, which means that, you know, uh, people who kind of have a certain perspective of more government involvement. And there's the, the Keynes uh, approach, which is uh, John Maynard Keynes, who's kind of a very pro-government, pro-intervention in the economy approach. And so all the people who are kind of Keynesian uh, are economists who think that the government ought to intervene and ought to stimulate the economy. Well, Ludwig von Mises uh, comes from and, and is kind of the one of the founding fathers, you can say, of the Austrian school. So if you ever hear the term Austrian economics, um, that's what we're talking about. Austrian economics is really just uh, free market economics. And so you can think of Mises like, you know, Disneyland has Mickey Mouse as kind of the mascot. Well, Ludwig von Mises, you can think of him as like the, the mascot or the father of uh, the Austrian school of, of economics. And uh, so let me actually pause there. Brittany, what's, what's a couple of thoughts that you might have about this guy? Yeah. So the coolest thing about him that I appreciated is he was one of socialism's like biggest enemies. Like when I think of the enemy of socialism, I think of Mises. Um, he also predicted the socialist economies would end up being a complete mess. And as we know now, I mean, look at Venezuela. They were. They were complete messes. He also predicted, and this is something I think is pretty cool, that under socialism, civil liberties would end up being the first thing to go. And again, was proven correct. Um, he wrote 29 books in both wow. English and German. And those books have been translated into so many other languages. I think it was like at least 10 that I saw listed. I don't remember which ones they are, though. So, he, you know, super important man. I would say arguably his most important work was Human Action. But then I keep going back to Liberalism, which was also a great book. Mm -hmm. Socialism, which is the book. I mean, that just destroys socialism. So, so important, so important to economic liberty and to, you know, more the whole liberty sphere in general. So um, Mises, you know, he's got such an interesting story, of course, uh, Austrian School of Economics because, or it's called that because it uh, kind of originated in Austria. That's where Mises was from. As you mentioned, he uh, also wrote his books in German, his native tongue. And he was actually the chief economic advisor to the Austrian government. And so he was trying to persuade so government, he was government. He was a government guy. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he was trying to help the government learn free market economics. He was able to get some stuff done to kind of slow down the inflation. This was way back in the 1920s. So this is about a century ago. He would do his uh, own seminars where he would teach young you know, economists uh, these kind of free market uh, approaches to things. And when the Nazis rose to power, he actually had to flee. He left behind books, essays, notebooks, you know, and like he just had to get out of Dodge and uh and le legit had to like flee to america and so he was yeah. was he was he jewish too i don't uh, i think he his family was i don't know if he was practicing or not but i know he was remember. yeah okay i don't remember uh, that's a good little topic for someone to do some research on if you guys are curious and want to go look up some biographies about uh, mises what's interesting is when he came to america like he continued uh teaching economics he he kind of inspired this emerging Austrian school in the United States, uh, people learning about free market economics. And uh, it was the year after he died, which was in 1973, that Mises's most uh, popular and committed student was awarded the Nobel Prize in economics for that student's work in expanding on Mises's work. Mises had what's called, it's called the business cycle theory. Um, and, and so his student kind of took that, expanded it, continued to flesh it out and was awarded this big prize. Well, who was that student? It was F.A. Hayek, Friedrich yeah, Hayek, Hayek, who 
who we've talked about before um, and who wrote uh, The Road to Serfdom. And so you can kind of see the influence of Mises as kind of one of these founding fathers in the Austrian school where Brittany, as you point out, he's really critiquing socialism. He's uh, really taking to task the government intervention because so many economists praise that type of intervention. They think it's okay. They think it's actually beneficial. Uh, we've talked about, for example, the broken window fallacy, right? Where a lot of economists will be like, well, it's actually a good thing when there's broken windows or when buildings burn down because then we have to you know, pay construction workers to you know, fix them or recreate them. And that's great because it creates jobs. Well, you know, just like Frederick Bastiat back in the 1850s, um, a century later, Ludwig von Mises was saying the exact same thing. It's like, no, that's, that's not actually right how it works because the money that is being spent on fixing the window or rebuilding a home could have been spent on other things so that you'd have a home, you know, or a window plus whatever else you wanted to spend that money on. And so Ludwig von Mises, he was first and foremost a teacher. He wrote, as you pointed out, Brittany, a ton of books. And, and they're, they're very persuasive. They're very poignant because they really explain the importance of this stuff. Of course, he's working in Austria, Germany, right? The rise of, 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 of the Nazis, uh, government centralization of power. I mean, who were the Nazis? It wasn't the, uh, the, the, the national uh, libertarians. It was the national <laughs> socialists. Right. These people stood for central government planning. This is, you know, World War One. We got to fix all the, the monetary supply. We're going to go in there. The government's going to control these things. And Mises is saying, no, 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 no. That, that's going to have the adverse approach, which, of course, is among the contributing factors that led to the economic problems that prompted World War Two and the Nazis to rise to kind of respond and fix the problems with more government. So Mises is kind of in the middle of all this and decides to hey, I'm going to head over to the United States and uh, <laughs> continues teaching and writing and uh, prompted a bunch of other people uh, to continue on that legacy, just like Hayek did. There's, in fact, even now, there's the uh, Mises Institute, which is an organization you can find at Mises.org, M-I-S-E-S, and uh, they publish a number of books and essays and videos uh, where you can learn for free about free market economics in this kind of Austrian school, inspired and kind of founded by Ludwig von Mises. So just a very influential guy overall. They also have, and this is back to the Mises Institute, and this is something I've done, and it was the most one of the most rewarding things I ever did. They have a week-long boot camp in the summer when there's not a pandemic happening. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with it now, but um, where you can go for seven full days and you go to their, their building in Auburn, Alabama, and you get kind of a crash course in economics. So this is for anyone high school and older. I have seen, I have seen younger kids there who were homeschooled, but the, you're going to be around people as old as, well, me, so <laughs> older. But I've seen people of all ages there, so highly recommend recommend that. Another thing I wanted to say about Mises, he was a little bit sassy, which is one of my favorite things about Mises. <laughs> so there's, and I'm going to butcher the word I always do. There's this economic society called, I think it's Mount Pel Pelerin. Do you know if I'm saying this right? Pelerin. Yeah. Pelerin. Okay. Mount yes. Pelerin Society. Mount Pelerin Society, which is for the most part full of like the good guys, right? Not, not all Austrians, but so mm -hmm. the Chicago school, um, a name is typically associated with that too. And I think of David Friedman, but what's his dad's name? What I just... Milton. Thank you. I'm like, wait a second. I'm only thinking of son. <laughs> so Milton Friedman is a really big name in economics as well. He's still technically free market, but he was Chicago school. So not quite as extreme as, as Mises. Now, Hayek was also not as extreme as Mises in a lot of ways. So there was one story, and this is my favorite Mises story, 
story where he's at the Mount, say it again, Mount Pelerin. Mount, did I say it wrong again? Pelerin. Pelerin. Okay, so he's at the Mount Pelerin Society, their big meeting, and Misa storms out, screaming at Hayek and Friedman, going, "You're a bunch of socialists." <laughs> here you have two guys who aren't really socialists, right? But compared to Misa's, they were. So that is one of my favorite Misa stories ever. It's interesting because, yeah, there's the Chicago, which is kind of the middle of the road. There's Keynes, uh, Keynesian economics, which is very pro-government. There's Austrian, which is very, I'll say even anti-government. Just there's government others. Out, of, out of the economy. Yeah. And so, like, there's kind of a spectrum of how much government involvement uh, there should be. And, and I think, you know, generally speaking, the approach is always let's be inclusive of anyone who wants kind of a freer market. But yeah. you're right. Like, Ludwig von Mises was kind of more of a purist, uh, a very truly free market guy. Uh, because I think he understood and he wrote about how if you justify one little intervention, if you justify a little bit of socialism, then you have no legs to stand on in in defending against people who want to move the needle just a little bit more, right? Well, oh, but we did this socialism, so why is this one bad? And it's kind of the camel's nose in the tent, right? And so you can see why people like Mises uh, want to kind of be rigid and say like, no, we need to stand up for what's right and not make all these exceptions. Uh, you may not be ready to read his books, but you can at least go look up some videos about him, read some articles, check out Mises.org. You can see the Mises Institute, uh, just a very inspiring figure. He has a very rich, interesting life um, uh, involved in, you know, back in Austria when he fled. Uh, so much more to learn about than the tiny little snippet we've been able to cover today. Um, and so if this has uh, made you curious at all, it could be a fun little project to learn about this guy as a family and his contribution to a lot of other people uh, continuing to defend and, and promote a free market. So great topic, good little homework assignment to learn more if you're interested. Thanks uh, everyone as always for being subscribed and Brittany, until next time, we will talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.